My name is Sam Varner, and I'm a profit coach. And you're asking yourself, what the hell is a profit coach? It is a coach that focuses on business owners getting to the point where they're paying themselves a minimum of $75,000 in actual income. So you are so profitable in your business, you are taking home a minimum of 75K. You've got your systems, your finances, your sales, everything all sorted out. And you have generated the business that you thought you were going to do when you first started. This is for service-based entrepreneurs. So if you're a lawyer or a doctor or a chiropractor or somebody similar in private practice, and you've spent all the time learning exactly what you need to know to be exceptional in your industry, but what you didn't get was the business knowledge in taking this private practice from a place you work to a thriving business, that's what I'm here for. I'm Sam Varner, The Profit Coach, and this is the podcast, She Needs Grit. Get ready, get caffeinated, and let's get profitable. Good morning, everybody. This is Sam Varner, your host of She Needs Grit podcast. And today in my, I'll call it a studio, but it's not really a studio, guys. It's my office. I am here with Mickey Kennedy, and I'm really excited to have this conversation. I know I say this every time I have somebody on the podcast, but I tell you, we're going to talk about public relations today, which if you don't remember, haven't been around long enough, that's where I first started my that, well, that was my education. That was my degree. That was the thing I was pursuing. Feels like about a hundred years ago now, guys. So I just want to welcome you to the podcast and ask you to give me a little bit of, give the listeners a little bit of a, who are you and how did you get here? Right. So uh, my name is Mickey Kennedy. Um, I'm the founder and president of e-releases. Um, I set that up about uh, almost 25 years ago. and. Uh, Mostly, I had been doing PR before that. Uh, I was new to PR. Uh, I was working for a small telecom research startup as employee number three, and I had a bit of a writing background, and they just said, figure out press releases. So I started sending them out, and I got really good at determining what you know, the media is receptive to. And I saw, you know, a, a natural uh, need for this for small businesses. And at the time, the only thing that was out there was the large wires that charged an arm and a leg. And surprisingly, over, you know, about more than 10 years ago, PR Newswire reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we would love to partner with you and help small businesses. So all of our releases go out nationally over PR Newswire uh, without paying twelve to $1,500 uh, per release, which is what they charge for a national press release. So it's a really great opportunity for small businesses. Um, You know, the real importance of a newswire and getting out there is the ability to leverage. If you have a very meaningful uh, message, a newsworthy message, you can really get like, you know, dozens, if not, you know, potentially more articles written about you, not your press release duplicated on different websites that that happens with almost any PR service. Um, uh, But actually get getting a journalist to write an original article about you based on that press release and putting it on their website, putting it in print if they're a newspaper or a magazine. That brings me back so much to having to, back in the day, I was working at an agency and I used to have to do the media clippings, right? So we would send out a press release for a client. And then, especially, we just didn't have, I mean, it wasn't before the internet, but it certainly wasn't the way that things are set up 
in its current state. And so we would be, you know, flipping through the papers, clipping the articles, doing all of that sort of thing, tracking things down on the web. Is that still the other side of this? So when you send out these releases, has it become any easier to track down where, what coverage you've gotten where? It's become a little bit easier. It's still pretty difficult. Um, and, you know, if you've ever used a clipping service, there are companies that specialize in getting scouring all kinds of publications in order to, uh, you know, see if you got media pickup. They're generally, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month to start. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for small businesses who are looking to spend, you know, three to $500 to do a press release, it doesn't make a lot of sense to use a clipping service like that. Because if you're in print, you may not post for three or four months. And so to spend mm -hmm. six to $8,000 in monitoring <laughs> uh, for a 400 to you know, $500 press release doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but that being said, there's a lot you can do with Google News as well as mm -hmm. Google Web. There are news outlets that have asked to be excluded from Google News and Google News has taken, you know, Google's taken them out of the news section, but often they still appear in Google Web. So one of the tricks that I have people do is uh, do a Google News search and search by, you can, you can do a drop down and select the dates of which you want to, uh, to search, search from the day you sent the press release, because anything before that certainly can't be attributed to the press release to today. And do that also in Google Web. And all of a sudden, you'll probably, between those two, you know, account for 80, 90% of the media pickup that, that my clients see. So that's a really great way to sort of do it yourself. It's not, you know, it's not easy, but it's not difficult. And I think that Google does a really good job of scouring almost anything that's sort of publicly available. And so I think it's a really good place for small businesses to capture most of that media pickup. I love that. So, okay, that makes me, I think that a hiring intern kind of like I was a hundred years ago. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about public relations generally. So give us a rundown as to what is PR and maybe sometimes more importantly is what is PR not? And let's talk a little bit about that from a, from a small business thinking about, okay, how do I get more exposure? What do I want to do out in the world? How do I find clients, right, is the bottom line for everybody. Sure. So let's talk in that in that kind of direction. Tell me a little bit about that. So public relations is just, uh, you know, how you relate and communicate with the public. Um, you know, it, it can be press releases that you send to the media. It can also be, you know, pitches that you email or you know, make over the phone to journalists. It could also be just your your outreach, like uh, uh, maybe you outreach with uh, uh, nonprofits in your community. Um, that's uh, can be considered, you know, part of public relations. Um, anything that sort of has to do with getting your brand or your perception out there um, that is not through an advertising means. Um, you know, that being said, there are some uh, PR firms that do paid placement. Um, but the type of uh, placement that, you know, e-releases is about is about uh, having a journalist make the decision to include you and not there no fee being involved. It is different than an advertisement. Uh, generally, when a consumer reads an article, like per se in the New York Times about a particular uh, product or service, you know, they don't have the blinders up that they get when they're looking at an ad. Uh, you can say a lot of things in an ad and it just... 
people don't really take it very seriously. Very few people react to it. But if uh, a journalist uh, that you may or may not even know, but just a journalist writes about it, it's a third party. And it, and it sort of gives okay. you a third party corroboration, you know, that that you've been vetted in some attempt. And, you know, that, that sort of social proof uh, of, of being published in an article is, is really different. I've had some clients come to me and say, hey, we've got like 600 visitors from this website that wrote an article about us and we got like 200 sales. Is that possible? And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, not everybody that saw the article clicked through to you, but those that were interested enough, having a third of them buy from you is not unheard of because they saw that uh, credibility of, of, you know, being in an article and they felt good reading the article and they want to do business with that company. Um, and one of the great things is most of those people don't open a new window and say, can I get this cheaper on Amazon or find someone else to sell it to me? <laughs> they, they really want to do business with this company. And, you know, that that's the real value of PR. It really does uh, come across as sort of, uh, you know, an implied endorsement that sort of uh, third-party corroboration that happens when an editor or journalist writes about you. Yeah, I think it's that it's a lot closer, I think, in terms of being like a referral almost, right? Where if you have your friends say, hey, I've been using this company, they're fantastic, you absolutely need to use them. That same immediate assumption of quality and assumption of legitimacy, I think exists as soon as you are in a published piece, as opposed to paying for an ad, you know, like we, we, we do really hesitate. I think people of consumers are so aware now of the way that advertising works and the almost the subliminal messaging and stuff that we get, right. We've all been hearing about this for a long time and we're a little bit jaded that what you say in an ad could even possibly be true. Like you wrote it about yourself. So we'll see. And with PR, there is definitely still an, an expectation that the journalist is an objective provider information, right? Right. I mean, one of the things that I noticed looking at Kickstarter campaigns is the ones that generally reach their goal are often the ones that did get picked up online uh, through an article or a blog post or a combination of the two. And it really does show the value of getting that pickup, that earned endorsement. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when you're when you're chatting with clients and you're talking about this as a strategy, how does it pair with some of the other things that small business owners are currently doing? So how do you, how does it kind of play with the social media stuff that they might be doing or advertising or even networking? Like how can we, how can we have this be a really well-used leverage piece in addition to what they're already doing? Right. So I always recommend for small businesses that are open to considering PR or specifically press releases to try to commit to doing at least a, a campaign of them, usually six to eight press releases. You want to do them on different strategic hooks or ideas. And how often should you do them? You know, I've had some customers who are willing to just jump in and do them monthly, but I also feel like, you know, small businesses are, are really run thin. So if you can try to do them quarterly, like every three months, do one. And then take what you learn when you do get the earned media, the, the pickup that, that happens uh, when journalists write about you. You, you want to take that article. You want to, of course, create a, a PDF 
version of it or an image of it that you've saved forever because these articles can disappear. You want to make sure you include those on your website, you know, ideally a news section on your website, but if not, the blog can also uh, often help uh, be a place where you can put these things. Uh, you're going to want to share the links uh, to these articles with your own social media. So you know, say, hey, this is some great pickup we just received, or just say something in a celebratory way and include a link to it and send that to your own social media channels, as well as uh, if you have a newsletter, get it out there as well. Um, if you have a, a way in which you communicate with leads, whether it's that newsletter or something different, you wanna make sure you get it out there as well. Because what happens with leads is there's always gonna be a percentage of people that are just probably not going to make it over the fence to do business with you. But if they see that implied endorsement, that social proof that someone wrote about you, you know, when they're analyzing, is this someone I want to work with? I think that it's going to tip the scales more towards them considering you. So I think that you can actually get more conversions by taking this earned media and sharing it with them. You will get naturally some customers that come in through the earned media, you know, take that build out uh, a place on your website to have these uh, celebrations, share it with your uh, social media channels, your newsletters, uh, make it part of a, a campaign that, you know, feeds off of each other. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's one of the real powers of, of this, that social proof element that happens when you get articles about you does happen with that media outlets audience, but it also can be leveraged for your own audience of your existing customers, as well as your uh, potential customers and leads. Um, customers always routinely, whether it's yearly or every couple of years, try to make a decision, am I working with the best vendors? And, you mm -hmm. know, if, if they see that article, they might say, there's no need to even consider shopping them this year. They're really great. They know what they're doing. They're being recognized. You know, why, why would I move? I don't have any complaints with them. Yeah, that is such a good point. So do you think that, okay, so if we're going to do it quarterly, let's just say we're going to go down the quarterly path. If, if monthly is beyond our means at this point, what happens if clients are feeling or, or customers out there are feeling like, how do I even write a press release? Make you like, I, I don't understand. Like how, and you said a hook, like they're, they're asking these questions. So Sure. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how, how do you do it if you don't have any background? Okay, so before we get back to the show, I want to ask you something. Have you managed to implement everything that you've learned from me so far on how to scale, become profitable in your business? Like, for real, everything? Do you pay yourself at least 75K? Are your financials and your systems serving your life, not just your business? Well, if you're not paying yourself or selling your services consistently, then that means you are not doing what you need to create your growth and money goals. You are not taking the right actions. And if you don't change what actions that you take, there is something else that's not going to change. The results. Yep. The results that you're getting aren't going to change either. You'll continue to not see an increase in profit and will rinse and repeat until you tell everyone that business just didn't work and that you're quitting because you didn't love it. So if you are ready to figure out and maybe admit that you're not doing everything I've taught on this podcast and you need some helps with the implementation, then you need to click in the link in these show notes. You need to book a call with me so that I can hear exactly where you are in business. Make sure that She Profit School is the right step for you and you can get started.
Right. So we have resources on our website, ereleases.com, but basically you just look at the types of press releases that are out there. Generally, you want to have a very clear uh, headline that very succinctly tells what is the power of this press release, what you're really announcing. Uh, you don't want it to be funny or include puns. You see that with uh, headlines that are written for the actual readers or audience, but you're sending this to journalists. And so you really want to come across as professional and uh, also uh, having your information, the strongest information first, because they're they're going to be scanning and skimming a lot of stuff. And so you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. You know, the body of the press release, I mean, there's a dateline, there's where there's usually a city and state of uh, usually where you're located, but it doesn't have to be. It can just also like, you know, authors and publishers often put New York because it's the publishing capital. Um, so, you know, I, I always tell people don't get lost with the details. I mean, if there's something missing it, you know, that comes through e-releases, we always uh, circle back and make recommendations or, you know, identify problems uh, beforehand. And then it usually have anywhere from three to six paragraphs where you talk about uh, the elements of what you're releasing and you're going to have the most important elements first and uh, generally as you get to the bottom you might have a boilerplate which is an about section like about company or about person if it's an individual and uh, a media contact with uh, ideally a email and phone number and uh, I always recommend that you have a quote in there where it's the one place that you can be and write in the first person because the body of the press release is written in the third person. And quotes are one of the things that are often overlooked, I think, by a lot of people. If they have one, it's usually put in as an afterthought. It's a very safe quote. Uh, quotes <laughs> are really a place where you can be bold, you can be controversial, or you can use language in a way that's just very elevated or interesting. You want to say something that's memorable and not easily forgotten. I've seen people inspire an article and the managing editor or supervising editor looks at the copy, doesn't realize why this small company is mentioned in this article, not knowing they inspired the article, and then just cross them out because they didn't have a really amazing quote. But if you know that managing editor saw this company he'd never heard of in the body of that article and there was an amazing quote, he would go, yeah, I can definitely understand why that's there. Uh, and so, you know, the quote is one of the great places for you to stand out. A journalist can build an entire article around an amazing quote. So really don't, you know, don't take those for granted. Uh, I offer writing services at e-releases, but I do challenge most people to give it a try because it's not elevated writing outside of maybe the quote. Um, it's, it's really, there's a lot of great examples of press releases out there. Uh, the one thing you don't want to do is necessarily copy the hook or strategy that other people are using for their press releases, because one of the dirty secrets in the PR world is probably 98 percent of press releases don't generate any real earned media. You send it out, you get some syndicated links where the press release is duplicated on some websites like Yahoo and other places like that, but nobody really writes an article about you. And so you really want to make sure that you're focusing on the types of press releases, the 2% that do get earned media. And, uh, you know, that that's one of the uh, places where I think people should put their most effort is determining what they should be sending out to the media. And how do you determine that? Like what, obviously most of us listening, right, are going to think, okay, there's lots of amazing things about my business. I would love to share all of this with the world. And I'm trying to in, entice clients. 
So how do you know you have something newsworthy versus just, of course you think you're newsworthy because it's your business. Here's the, tell us a little bit about that. Walk us down the path of making that determination. Right. So there's lots of different ways to approach it. Um, Let's say, for example, you have a product launch. That's a very common type of press releases uh, that we get at e-releases. And basically, they generally consist of, here's a new product, here's a bunch of bullets of the features, and here's our contact information. And you got to realize that a journalist is a story builder. Uh, Most uh, articles that you read that have been written by a journalist have a story arc. And it's really hard to create a story arc with just a list of features. So ways in which I would encourage you to go back and redo that press release is uh, include a use case study. Uh, I'm sure the product before it was launched was used by people. You got some feedback and you know, pick one that had positive feedback, uh, share their story. Uh, here was a company, here was their problem. Here is how they use our product. These were the goals that they achieved using the product. And here's an amazing quote by them on what you know, the experience was of using this product. Now, you know, that plus the features that you're going to include uh, allows the journalist to build out more of a story arc. And so it makes that a lot more attractive to journalists when you send it out. So really keeping in mind that journalists are storytellers. So it may be. Uh, quite appropriate to share your story of how you started your business or what led you to this latest product. Um, You know, it could be inspirational. It could be an obstacle that you've overcome. It could be a vulnerability. There are I've seen on Shark Tank where they focus on the fact that one of the founders went through, uh, you know, suffering a cancer diagnosis or something like that. And that led them to want to start their own business and, and on their own little journey. And the reason that the Shark Tank uses those is because it's a story that people identify with. So anything that makes you stand out and makes you uh, unique or individual and authentic uh, is is something that you might want to consider in a press release that focuses on maybe just launching your company or product uh, to to the media. There are also other opportunities in which you know you could be your own news source in which you do a survey or study within your industry. Um, Those are ones that I recommend to customers who just feel beaten down and don't feel like (laughs) they're getting any media attention because I've never had one of those fail that I've, I've, provided uh, counsel to. And uh, it's it's really not difficult. You can go to SurveyMonkey, create a four-page survey, four questions per page, so a total of 16 questions. On the last page, you can afford to put in a couple wacky or left field questions. And I always recommend that because sometimes those are the ones that t- tend to be the most viral when you're putting together uh, the, the, the data after you've collected some stuff. And uh, you take that one uh, URL, that link that SurveyMonkey provides to your survey, and you share it with people. You may not have an audience. And a lot of my customers push back on that. And I I say there are lots of trade associations uh, in your industry. Pick a smaller or independent one and ask if they'll send it to their members. Uh, Mention that you're going to be issuing a press release based on the survey, and you would like to include them 
in the survey, often they see it as a win-win. The small and independent trade associations don't get the media attention that the large trade associations in your industry do. So they'll often do this because they see this as an opportunity for them to get some media attention as well. Mm -hmm. It also gives you some credibility that you've associated yourself with this trade association um, to get some feedback. You then look at the results of the survey and what was the surprising uh, answers? What, what was, you know, what, what would, what would you want to share if you were at a trade show or with a colleague, like you are not going to believe that like 82% of people in this survey felt this way. And then you're going to build out your analysis of why you felt the, the, that question and answer skewed that way. Generally, you're going to only fo focus on two to four of the questions, not all 16. Mm -hmm. but, so sometimes there are the opportunities to do multiple press releases off the same survey or study if, if you get a lot of really great, interesting feedback. And so it's a matter of figuring out which, which questions you want to focus the press release on, put some great quotes in there, and send that out. And often that does very well. You do want to make sure you're asking the right questions in that survey. You know, what are things that are really relevant today that wouldn't necessarily be relevant in six months? So, you know, we've come out of the pandemic. So there, there's people who are still not wanting to go back into the office. Uh, is that something that people in your industry are, you know, having difficulty handling? There might be some questions related to that. You know, are there people, are you, is your spending for the next two quarters going down? You, you're allocating less money because that could be a sign that you might be entering a recession in your industry or nationwide. So you might want to ask what their, you know, spending budget or marketing budget is over the next two quarters. Uh, you know, there's lots of different things that are relevant. What's really hot or going on in your industry. It could be like, you know, maybe going green is really trending. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're, you know, maybe a dry cleaner and, and you could sort of ask them what kind of things they're doing, or are you committed to going green? Are you doing X, Y, and Z in your business or not doing that? Uh, these are all things that could really be very timely and interesting. And the great thing about these is if you ask them today, in six months to a year, they're going to be very different. So that's going to mean that journalists are going to jump on this survey very quickly and want to get these articles out there because, you know, they don't want to write about data that's like three months old or anything like that. Um, so yeah. you, you really want to get out there. I have one client who does this. Uh, they have lots of little uh, niche verticals that they represent, and they do a survey for each of those. And they sometimes will do two surveys a year in some of these niches. And sometimes you can ask the same questions because, you know, six months from now, it's a different time mm -hmm. and maybe things are, yeah. are a little bit different or challenges that they're uh, facing. So that's a really great way in which you own the story. You are the data. And uh, mm -hmm. that's, that, that's a really great thing. Other things are, you know, what are things in your industry that people don't, you don't see in print, but yet you love to go to a trade show so you can talk to people like, oh my God, can you believe yeah. that it's taking 90 to 120 days to get payment for most people? It used to be just net 30. Are you having debt challenge? And if they go, yes, yes, so-and-so is paying. That's kind of interesting. And uh, you know, the trade associations and independent magazines may not be covering that. And you could break that story and get all of that media attention as uh, you know, the, the author of that, you want to make sure you have great insights and quotes, because that's a great way in which you can make sure that you remain in that story as it goes to print. Yeah, that's when we talk about some of those things, it's a very strategic move, right? Like you, and 
the material and all of the all of this stuff that comes out of that not only are we able to use it for media and gain media attraction that way but also that's going to fill up all sorts of your other methodologies that you're communicating with clients and stuff over the course of time too um you know you're looking for what what social media content can i be having well you just created a whole bunch of results out of a survey that now you can start to apply that to all of your social media and your conversations with clients and yeah, it, it's quite expansive, I think, in what you can create out of one piece of media, one press release, and then the subsequent outcomes of that. Yeah. Other okay. things that I, I would recommend yeah. is uh, put yourself out there as an expert, do a yearly predictions, okay. like in November or December, send those out for the next year. Um, you could write about trends. Journalists love top 10 list. The great thing about that is journalists are really busy and they're expected to write more articles for less money than they were, say, 10 years ago. It's very, it's not a very profitable uh, arena for most publishers. So they're expecting people to do a lot more with less. If you have something like a top 10 list, like uh, say you're in the uh, automotive space and you're like the top 10 automotive uh, podcast, uh, you can, you can, you can put that together and uh, you can actually even include yourself if you have your own podcast in that list, but you want to make sure that the other nine are really strong candidates. So if they do look at that and say, hey, is this a real podcast? Oh, yeah, these look like real bona fide podcasts with lots of followers. Then they'll just publish it often as is copy and paste almost exactly what okay. you've written. So sometimes those feature type press releases can work really well where you make the job of the journalist really easy so that it makes it very likely uh, that they'll just copy and paste it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay. So now I'm just thinking everybody's driving. I always assume everybody's listening to podcasts when they're driving because that's when I listen to them. Where do you listen to podcasts? Maybe that's a good question, actually. I listen to them when I'm in the gym or mm -hmm. uh, when I'm driving. Uh, I don't drive as much as I used to because I, I work from home mostly. Uh, so, uh -huh. you know, when I'm grocery shopping or something like that, going down the aisles of the grocery store, I'm usually listening to a podcast. Yeah, I've started doing that too. And the worst is when somebody starts talking to you and you're like, just hold on, I have to pause yeah. the situation here. Right. I don't Absolutely. miss anything. Right. Okay. So, is there anything that you wish I would have asked you about today in terms of? using releases and strategy and, and just PR in general, is there anything that you're like, I absolutely want to share this? Yes. I think that one thing okay. that a lot of people that I talk to feel that they, they're not important enough for PR or they're too small. Mm -hmm. And what you really have to recognize is that journalists do not like profiling large, well-funded companies. They know that they can afford to advertise. That being said, they know they have to cover the Googles, the Apples, you know, the large companies that are out there, but they love to profile a small company, a startup, a mom and pop, uh, you know, someone who's self-employed or, you know, it's a side business from their home. They love that. And they love the accolades they get because often when they discover a small little gem uh, that they spotlight, they'll get a lot of positive feedback from people. And it gives them the perception that they're sort of a curator of finding really cool companies or really uh, people that are doing interesting things in different markets. And so I, I think that you don't realize that being small and, and being, as you feel, unimportant gives you really more of a, of a possibility than if you were a large, well-funded company. Yeah, I think that's such a good point, right? We want to hear the stories. I mean, I think even as consumers of media, 
we want to hear the stories of the little, the little company that's creating something amazing. That's what we're going to click on as well. Right. Right. Because that's what we connect with. We're like, Oh, well, they can do it. I can do it. Like maybe, right. There's that it's hard to compare yourself to Google. Right. Yeah. Okay. So where is the absolute best place that people can track you down and get your help or just start doing press releases right now. Tell us, sure. tell us where they can find you. So our website's at ereleases.com. All of our social media is on the lower right. That's my personal LinkedIn on there. Um, we have uh, availability by phone, email, or chat. You'll only speak to an editor. We don't have any salespeople. There's no quotas or commissions or anything like that. We're usually very helpful. We'll review anything you've got, whether you, you know, before you've even placed an order, um, just give us a day or two to get back to you after, you know, looking at your, say your first press release or the first thing you've put together. I do recommend that anybody considering PR take my free masterclass. It's basically mm. an hour long video that goes through all of these types of strategies that work so that you can build a foundation of the types of press releases that are more likely to get media pickup and avoid being the 98% of press releases that don't generate media pickup. And that's available at ereleases.com slash plan, P-L-A-N. Perfect. Okay. And I will make sure that in the show notes, all of those pieces of contact information and especially the masterclass, I think that's fantastic because I think it's worth spending the time to go through and, and sit through that masterclass and just determine, is this the right fit for you, for your business beyond what you're currently doing? It pairs so well. Like, I think that's where I want people to walk away from this and go, Ooh, I can see how PR and how issuing press releases can work in conjunction with all the things I'm already doing without a whole lot of effort, right? Like, you can issue these really, I mean, you're doing it for them. You're sending those all out. You're getting, making sure that they're getting to the right spot. So, and helping them along the way with the writing and the, the drafting and the hook and all the pieces as well, which is, is critical. Okay. I am so grateful we had this conversation today. I think this is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a really kind of cool listen for the, for everybody listening to this. Yeah, I kind of miss that PR world a little bit, except for the trying to track down all the articles. So I'm glad to hear that Google News and Google Web is the new the new me when you're trying to find all your media after you do this. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining me this morning. And we will talk again soon. Everybody at This She Needs Grit audience, please go and see these show notes. Go and track down all of the information about using press releases in your business to get more exposure and provide yourself out there to the world as an expert in your field. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening and spending your time at the She Needs Grit podcast. I would be ever so grateful if you would be able to leave me a review or share this episode with somebody that you know needs to listen to these lessons as well. Thank you so much.